RugbyRenegade.com, the number one online strength and conditioning program for rugby. Are you ready to get bigger, stronger, fitter, and faster and dominate your opposition? Welcome to the Rugby Renegade Podcast, where we build machines. Today's episode is sponsored by Optimum Nutrition. To get a 40% discount across their entire batch-tested range, use the code RENEGADE40 at www.onacademy.co.uk forward slash elite portal. And of course, members of the Rugby Renegade online subscription program get an exclusive 50% discount plus free access to the Optimum Nutrition online nutrition course. Yes, welcome to episode 68 of the Rugby Renegade podcast. My name is Jamie Bain and today I interview Noel Doherty of ND Sports Performance and creator of Hamstring Solo. All about Hamstring Solo, of course, and uh, tons more uh, learning about what, what we can learn as S&C coaches from engineers and, and how to use uh, sports tech to get the best results. And uh, they've got some exciting news about a, a new product coming out as well. So give it a listen and let us know what you think. Hi, Noel. Welcome to the Rugby Renegade podcast. It's great to have you on. It'd probably be a slightly different affair to, to normal. Usually you have S&C coaches and the old physio and, and nutritionist. So it'd be nice to talk to someone on the technology side. So let's um, let's start by you telling us a bit about your background um, how you uh, how you got into uh, the sort of thing you're doing, and, and then how you got into uh, developing the hamstring solo. I will do so. Uh, first of all, thanks for having me on, Jamie. Um, I'm sure it is a bit left field, I suppose, compared to some of your previous guests. But I think anyone that's interested in improving performance and and preventing injury, I, I think this may be of value to them. Uh, my background, yeah, it's a different backgrounds compared to your previous guests. I, I've, I've, I've actually had the pleasure of working with some of them and uh, I know some of them well. Nick Grantham, whom I, I, I love listening to uh, and he's also been a great help to, to us over the years. So, um, yeah, so my background anyway, it's in mechanical engineering, uh, design, and I actually, there's an economics degree there thrown into the mix as well. Um, but my passion is sport. Uh, I played sport at a, a relatively high enough level over here in Ireland. Um, it's our national sport, and uh, hurling. I'm sure you or your your listeners might be familiar with it. I would have uh, sustained a few injuries in my time. Um, so, yeah, that's that's kind of uh, my background in a nutshell, if you like. Um, so yeah, so coming at this from a, from a different perspective, but uh, I suppose it's the injuries and it's it's understanding, I suppose, the nature of the beast, as in the you know what it takes to put your body through the ringer time and time again, and you know being you know available for selection and 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 just being competitive and trying to win. You know that's kind of led me down this path. Yeah, and, and obviously using technology to do that. So it'd be interesting to hear. I, I think it's always good to, to hear, you know, from different industries and someone like yourself who's obviously been passionate about sport and, and then you've applied what you've learned into it. It's it's because um, we kind of often talk about it with the guests as we get a bit insular and we just, you know, go to other SNC coaches for ideas. Um, and they've obviously learned off other SNC coaches. So it's nice to get that that kind of outside view. Uh, and you, you mentioned injuries a couple of times there and um has that been a big um, uh, sort of a driver for you in developing the hamstring solo? Yeah, purely. I mean, um, actually, back in 2012, 
it was a hamstring injury that prevented me from winning what could have been my third championship medal with with uh, Kilkenny. Oh, wow. um, uh, yeah, but you know, it, it, at the time it meant everything to me, you know, and uh, I was put on a hamstring conditioning program and part of that program required a second person to assist me with the exercise. So we were doing some eccentric work. Um, and the problem was that that person wasn't always available when I wanted them. So you know, after researching the usual places, uh, couldn't find anything to assist me. So as I said, um, I have an engineering and design background. So I set about designing my own solution. And from there, I basically developed what's, what's now known as the hamstring solo pro exercise aid. And that's, that basically enabled me to safely train anywhere, anytime, effectively, you know, it was uh, very efficient. And to be fair, I never really looked back, you know, I mean, I had, I, I was consistently breaking down with a hamstring injury and I, I was like many players and I'm sure people listening to this, I was, I was quite quad dominant, you know, a lot of my conditioning program would have been focusing on the quads, but I had very weak hamstrings and I wasn't putting the work into making my hamstrings more robust or resilient, you know, so, you know, fast forward a bit and, um, it was a driving force, if you like, that, that uh, you know, propelled me, I suppose, to, to form a company called ND Sports Performance. And we specialize in sports evaluation technology now. So with a, with a, with a focus on field and gym-based training and analysis solutions, you know. So we took it from a, you know, a fairly uh, rudimentary piece of equipment uh, and basically brought it to the 21st century and we've cloud-based storage uh, platform and iOS and Android apps now that makes it very user-friendly so you can you can use our systems on your fo mobile phones and your tablets and so on so it's um, so that's what we're doing yeah um, we, we you know basically our systems they provide real-time objective tracking where you know where this objective that is used to primarily improve sporting performance, but you know it's it's always about you know it's about yeah, performance, but keeping players on the field. I mean, to put it simply, even for my own time, but it was injury meant time lost from sport, and time lost from sport is it equals reduced performance. And yes, from an economic point of view, these time loss injuries have a very negative effect, but it's not only due to the direct cost, but also it reduces squad availability. And ultimately, if you reduce squad availability, uh, your likelihood of success is drastically diminished. So like our object objective data, it, it enables the, um, you know, the medical staff, strength and conditioning, sports scientists, physiotherapy, but it's, it, it enables them to evaluate training effectiveness. So is our SNC program having the desired effect? You know, we're able to set goals. So we've got normative data now that shows from a, an elite perspective. So from a, whether it's rugby or football, or whatever the code of sport is, we've got data that shows you where you should be at. And, and there's the science is there to show that if you're below a certain threshold, that you're at higher risk of injury. You know, this is all athlete specific, but we're also able to assess proven injury risk factors. So eccentric strength being one of those and, you know, asymmetry, um, you know, also been able to uh, monitor fatigue and, 
yeah, so you can tailor specific programs then accordingly and obviously monitoring fatigue before, after and during, you know, training. Um, we've seen some, so we're working with some high level uh, teams in the UK. So we're working with the English rugby team. And, uh, you know, so we're learning, we're getting some really good information back from these guys and, you know, we're, we're how they're utilizing the system from an elite an elite uh, club perspective and and um, yeah the likes of England rugby Saracens, Scotland rugby Leicester Tigers and, and, and we're growing you know and you know, they're able to as well monitor rehabilitation so they're able to bring an athlete back to full fitness show them the uninjured leg compared to the injured leg and it's just kind of biofeedback that's um, really gets the buy-in from the player um, you know, to 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 basically understand why they are, why they're doing the why they're putting themselves through the programs. You know, they need to get back to full fitness, and if they can see that improvement and see those targets, well, again, I, I, as I know the nature of the beast, I said uh, they they will, you know, more often than not, strive to hit those targets. You know. Yeah, definitely, um, it's interesting. But perhaps you could um, kind of explain. Um, what what you're actually measuring with a hamstring solo, and and kind of what other exercise and things you can perform with it? Because I guess most people assume, yeah, Nordic curls, but but you know we can do other stuff. Perhaps you can talk a bit about that. Yeah, it's a good question. So as was the first of our systems, yeah, is the hamstring solo release, right? And that is the safest. It's the most accurate way to monitor, objectively monitor hamstring vulnerability in the field such as and, and just for example so a, a lack of muscle strength but you know strength is important but it's by no means the only metric that we look at you know we also look at the left to right strength and balance so residual fatigue and or if you like a lack a lack of fatigue resilience in the hamstring group of muscles so we we have um, research there actually that compares the you know, the heavily researched Nordic exercise, we compare that to the hip extension lower. So it's uh, rotating around the knee and the hip joint. But, um, you know, there's really good benefits from one exercise over the other. So, yeah, some of, some of our, um, I suppose, uh, recurring teams, if you like, is that, you know, periodic max strength testing is useful, but it's limited because hamstring strength values are vulnerable to sudden changes. And yes, as I mentioned, strength is essential, but it's not the universal cure. So we do, and we've seen it used in the field very effectively. Um, English English rugby, uh, they would have, they would have, uh, I suppose, built a fatigue resilience profile, you know, throughout busy periods where. Uh, I'm just thinking back throughout the Six Nations there, and so they were they were using the system to do single leg isometric pulls. So it's a very it's a very quick assessment, very non fatiguing um, exercise to do, very low injury, very low risk, um, but it, it it was enabling them to to build a a fatigue resilience profile, you know, um, and they, they were able to do that. So. A normal Nordic or you know hip extension is is it's a high load um, exercise. Whereas a single leg isometric pull, it still gets your objective data, so it still gives you good feedback, and it's very sensitive to asymmetry and, and fatigue and so on. Uh, but you can also do it before 
training or repeat sprint activity, you know, be, before games. And, and we've seen the guys using it there, you know, before a game at half time and throughout training periods, if, if there was players at high risk, they would be bringing those players off every 10 minutes to do a simple left, right, left, right pull, eccentric pull, and um, just to build their fatigue resilience profile throughout, you know, throughout a full, you know, a full game. And to determine whether that player is then, are they a you know a full ninety minute player or, or maybe 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 their fatigue their their robustness and resilience resilience isn't there at the moment and, and we need to uh, you know to uh, use that player accordingly you know yeah that's interesting and um, perhaps it'd be helpful to sort of hear how some of these um, teams have have used it to kind of impact their training obviously you said to um, once you identify some sort of issue um, and, and then you've got the, the means to kind of test it ongoing, but how, how have they programmed off the back of it? Yeah, so I suppose we've lots of really good examples. Um, so again, I said, we're, you know, we're going into our fourth year working with, uh, with Saracens in the UK. And, you know, one of the things that they've identified is that, um, you know, periodic assessment, so like, baseline measurements and maybe taking repeat measures every six, eight weeks is is useful, but it's 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 limited, you know, because like we, we, we know that hamstring strength values are they're vulnerable to sudden changes. And so basically I suppose one of the key lessons learned from our time with some of these uh you know elite teams and organizations is that yeah periodic assessment was replaced with ongoing monitoring. So they basically integrated that into gym training. Yeah. And, that, and that basically enables ongoing refinement and customization of their training programs. So basically, we're providing objective real-time tracking. So I suppose to give, a, to give a good example of another, just a team in the UK that were, to be fair, were apprehensive, if you like, at first. And I know I, I've spoken to, to Ali James, he's actually the... Uh, head physiotherapist there for, for WASPs and he would have been apprehensive I suppose they would have brought us across we do what's what's called a, a squad assessment so we can go in and we can assess the full squad and we we give a full report back then and um, you know and then we can go back in we were brought back in I think it was about six eight weeks later and we had identified some of these players that had grown uh, you know had a significant asymmetry developed over that short space of time and and uh, so the player wasn't, um, he wasn't reporting any great issues. And, you know, maybe from our perspective, you know, after identifying these players, because like, you know, it's great to show all these, these charts and graphs and so on, but unless it's meaningful data, well then what's the point, you know? Okay, it has to be accurate, it has to be safe to use, it has to be comfortable, but if the data is not accurate at the end of the day, well, then we're, we're basically wasting our time, you know? So I suppose the fact that our system being exceptionally accurate, we were able to identify this change in asymmetry. And it was from that then, and the fact that players broke down after this, so we would have identified a number of players who had developed this asymmetry, but they would have broken down shortly after this um, report and they were flagged as being higher risk. And at the time, I suppose, Ali would be the first to say, yeah, they, they took it on board, but you know, when the player wasn't reporting any side effects or any negative effects um they kind of continued as normal until they started breaking down and now they have they've integrated that full system into their programs and again 
you know, it's 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 an ongoing monitoring, ongoing usage usage. You know, so if, if you if you break down our system, it's about tracking. So it's a very accurate way of tracking, get an objective measurement on the player and how they're performing and fatiguing and so on, and and just tracking the, the hamstring vulnerability in the field, if you like. Um, and that's yeah, what we do. And we're given that information, that objective information, and back to the staff, and it's, you know. They're, yeah. they're tailoring programs accordingly. Yeah, I think Sorry, you're right. Andrew. It's no, it's okay. It's um, recently did a, a kind of special podcast on velocity-based training, and and you've kind of mentioned earlier that you know for the for the player as well, having that objective feedback straight away is is really beneficial. But it's it's just incorporating that data into the training program, but um, rather than just like say having testing six eight weeks apart, you can kind of see it improving steadily and keep an eye on it. And and because you said. On the day they tested, they might have tested, you know, a lot better than you know the next day because it's it's so transient, and that's what you see with with velocity based training. You know, you need that auto regulation uh, side of it. So it's, it's definitely makes a lot of sense there, and, and I can see how it can be beneficial using it regularly. Um, what about um, obviously very competitive market uh, sports tech? How, how does the hamstring solo differentiate from from other systems on the market? Um, yeah, so let me see. So obviously, uh, there's a biased opinion here, but um, <laughs> you know, we we I suppose we would have paused going to market um, by about eighteen months, and you know, we don't we did we did that because I suppose I like my sleep and I like to sleep sound in the fact that uh, our systems out there are are what they're looking for. They did you know they expect quality and repeatability and you know uh you know a good after sales service or a quality after sales service and so we we initially were going to market with a system that we weren't overly happy with you know and we made the decision to say look at no we're gonna we're, unless we get this to a stage where where we where we're happy with it uh, we're not releasing it to market so and we did that and yes there was competition in the market there's not a lot of competition um We've got one direct competitor, but uh, we went we went to market when we were ready to go and when we were happy with our systems that they were going to get, the, you know, that we were going to be able to give the quality that's expected, that's demanded out there, um, and and we believe we've done that. You know, we've we've re-engineered. Uh, you know, so as I said, I come at this from an engineering perspective, and you know, as I said, for collecting data. If you are collecting data, well, then it it it, it has to be accurate data. So we've gone to great rounds, you know, to, to ensure that every bit of data that you collect on our system is accurate data. So whether it's rep one, rep two, rep five, rep 10, or year one, year two, year three, you're collecting accurate data because you're, you're collecting from the same position. So uh, any off access movement, and I won't get too technical here, but on, on, a, on a sensor can introduce measurement error and our system prevents that, our system guarantees exceptional accuracy. We also have some uh, key differences where our system is set at a decline and it's all about the players and it's from my own perspective as well, using the equipment, if it's not comfortable, you know, you're not gonna get the players wanting to use it. It's a high load exercise and um, unless the system is comfortable and it's quick to get in out of and quick or to, to get in and get out of it, um, you're not gonna get, to, you know, your buy-in from your players. So. I suppose the brand for us is everything and 
you know, we're working, we're working hard to, to, to create brand awareness, but I suppose, yeah, I did say, you know, a biased opinion, but we are winning contracts and anytime that we are compared and you look at England rugby, Scotland rugby, Scotland rugby union, uh, Saracens, the English Institute of Sports, um, you know, they're all, they're all coming away from competing systems and, you know, signing up with the hamstring solo because, you know, we are providing a, a more superior quality system, but it's, you know, it's, it's our after sales as well as winning out on the day. Um, we're also, we're, we're not a one product company, you know, we have, we have follow on products and I suppose we're delighted to announce here today that we're going to be launching a new multi-muscle monitoring system. Okay. Uh, again, it's, it's providing real time objective data on, you know, everything from head to toe, from ankle mobility to, you know, hip abduction, adduction, hip flexion, eccentric quad imbalance and strength and hamstring hip flexion, standing seated, shoulder, neck. So, uh, you, you know, we're very excited about this one and it's based on feedback from our existing customers, our existing clients, um, what their needs, you know, what their need is. And we're trying to listen to them and, and you know, based on the quality of what we're doing, provide them with a system that will, you know, give them that feedback that they're looking for, you know. Um, like this, this new system can fit on a, you know, a small transport case that will fit on a commercial flight, you know. Um, it'll, it'll travel to any gym and be used in any gym in the world. So, yeah, just excited about launching this one and just waiting again for the, I suppose, the powers that be, the patent attorney and so on, to give us a thumbs up before we can release. But uh, we're talking weeks. Oh, so, wow. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's exciting stuff. Definitely be, be interested to hear more about that. And um, where, where do you see, you know, ND Sports Performance going in the next three to five years in, in this sort of space? What, more, more products or just refining what you've got, improving the, the data behind it? Yeah, so, yeah, so look, it's, it's impre- again, it's, it's all about increasing our, increasing our brand exposure and hopefully this will lead to, um, you know, rolling out throughout the world, you know, to, to different unions and, um, you know, based on our, our current client base, we want, we want to continue to grow um, with our, you know, with quality systems and quality after sales support. So, yeah, we, we want to take this to the, you know, we're in the U- Ireland and the U- UK already, but we want to, to go further afield to Europe and, and, and the US and so on. But um, yeah, so just to grow it and we've, we've more products and we've, we've got a, you know, a very progressive roadmap as well. And yeah, we're, we're, we're looking forward to, um, you know, to, to supposed to grow in the business and working with more and more clients, you know, and developing new systems. Yeah, that's cool. And um, I guess w- w- one thing we, we've talked a lot about asymmetries. Now, what um, having looked at all the data, what um, might be some kind of rough guidelines that our, our players could could follow in terms of um, getting good symmetry between left and right? Yeah. So, so like you know, below ten percent is is you know it's pretty normal. You know, um, like. I, 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 I suppose a certain degree of asymmetry is is normal, but large interlimb deficits, I suppose, do increase the risk of future injury, you know, and, and are likely to diminish movement, uh, you know, proficiency. So, 
suppose re restoring interlimb strength and balance typically recurs, uh, you know, a continued training focus. So what we're seeing is um, kind of changes like below 10% is pretty normal. Uh, below 5%, you know, two below 2% is exceptional. But when you start going from 10 to 15, 15 to 20, yeah, you're at low risk, moderate risk. But we're seeing, <clears throat> excuse me, we're seeing substantial increase uh, when you go over to 20%. You know, it really is a kind of a, a red flag, if you like, to um, that there's something going on with that player, you know. And um, yeah, I suppose the stand is to, is to restore those interlimb strength and balances is very important um, and we see actually the, the English Institute of Sport who who to be fair is a huge feather in our cap and a huge uh, I suppose endorsement of our systems is uh, they do a lot of uh, single leg stuff where they do cable assisted training um, okay. and the system will allow you to, to, to hook in one leg and you know be attached to a, a weighted pulley system and to focus on the weaker leg and, and to turn you know, restore that imbalance. Yeah, that's interesting. That's a good tip. Um, and I guess while I've got, as, as you said, you know, uh, someone with engineering background and, and outside the box, I guess, to what we normally get on the podcast, uh, it, it'd be great to ask you, what what advice would you give to strength coaches who don't, obviously don't have that background in terms of using, using the technology, getting the best out of it and, and kind of using the data? Sometimes... Uh, maybe we we jump blindly into some things that don't pan out you know what what advice in terms of like, how how do we know things are, are accurate um, and stuff like that yeah um so so a good question i suppose from us working with the elite you know these elite uh practitioners and you know strength and conditioning coaches and you know they, they speak about a holistic approach to to uh health management you know and like you know we are part of that puzzle yes they are the experts in the in the sports science world but we are bringing our expertise as in our monitoring systems and so on that gives them the objective feedback and like basically what we're doing is um you know in, the, in like in the past these risk variables that we spoke about you know they 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 couldn't be readily monitored or tracked within a practical context right but today by integrating, let's say, the objective feedback from the hamstring solo release, together with the scientific evidence and the elite practitioner insights, you know, we can now substantially reduce, you know, be it hamstring injury rates or injury rates, and improve the effectiveness of the reconditioning processes, you know, and, and well, I suppose significantly diminish this negative career limiting consequence of, of prior injuries you know so it's it's i suppose I, i'd encourage them to you know to you know avail of the data it's objective data it's fact-based data you know we don't we we don't really recommend the actual nordic exercise we we we, we prefer the the single leg you know exercises and the hip extension you know our clients our players are reporting more comfort and it's a safer exercise and more more sensitive to asymmetry and again we'd love to share this information but yeah I, I suppose like you know if you for us measurement is the first step right that leads to control and eventually improvement if you can't measure something you know how you can't control it and if you can't control it how do you improve it so yeah I, i'd encourage anyone out there that's in the industry to uh 
at least have a look. I mean, I, I'd love to share some of this information with them. I'd be happy to, if any of your listener, listeners are, are interested in, in jumping on a, a short Zoom call and perhaps we show them the system, how it works and the potential, I suppose, of, of the system within their, within their role, you know, within their organization or their team. So um, I, think they'll, I think they'd be impressed of, you know, with what we can do and the information that we can offer. Yeah, that's great. And that leads, in, oh, sorry. That leads sorry, nicely to my next question is, is uh, how can people sort of learn more about you and get in contact with you? Great. Yeah, we'll look at um, ND Sports Performance, but if they, ndsportsperformance.com, they can info at uh, ndsportsperformance.com. They can check us out on, no, we're not great on social media, but Facebook, Instagram, um, Twitter, I'm on LinkedIn, obviously, but there's there's all the obvious social media ways of following us, you know, or, or getting in contact. But I suppose info info at ND Sports Performance, we'd love to set up a Zoom call and you know go through some of the systems and, and see how it can benefit them. Awesome, and of course we will share all the links to those in the show notes. But just to wrap up, now it's been uh, great talking to you and, and kind of explaining about hamstring solo and, and your journey into developing it. Um, obviously, doing some great stuff with some some awesome teams and um, and getting some good results um, and a new product on the way, which sounds really exciting as well. So thanks for sharing that with us, uh, and all the best with it. Great, so, Jeremy. Thanks again, and and, and uh, thanks to anyone who's listened as well. Cheers, Cheers now. Yes, thank you, Noel. I'm really excited to hear more about this product and, and see what you've got in store for us. And thanks for taking the time to talk to us about the hamstring solo. Um, until next time, guys, please subscribe to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, TuneIn, Spotify, whatever you use for podcasts. And of course, give us a five-star review. And keep checking us out at rugbyrenegade.com. Thanks for listening to the Rugby Renegade podcast. For more quality rugby strength and conditioning information, check us out at rugbyrenegade.com. Rugby Renegade, building machines.